Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Welcome back to part two of this podcast where we're talking about social media and the influence that it can have on young people. Hey, not only young people, the same as adults. It can really lead a lot of us astray unless we're very intentional, unless we're very alert to the tricks of the trade, so to speak. And we know, you know how I feel about social media. Again, as I said in the last podcast, it can it can be good. It can be used for good, but it can also be used to be very damaging. And so I want to pick up on where we left off on the last podcast. And if you missed that, I invite you to go back and visit that. Because, and I want to reiterate right here, what we must always focus on is the heart of the child and that is so important is look beyond the physical see the physical and see the heart at the same time because the physical will manifest what's going on in the heart that's scripture and with social media what is it after it's after the mind of the child but it's ultimately, it is after the heart of the child. And why do I say that? Because there is a driving force behind social media that we have to identify that wants to steal the heart of your child, that wants to steal the plan and the purpose for your child. And we got to know that and be able to discern and separate that and use social media only for its good, but know its traps as well. And so as children are going back to school, elementary school, middle school, high school, going off to college, there are many children that are going in the fear of what might happen that is fed through this avenue of social media. Because within this social media environment, the enemy would love to put children within fear. And it's really a trap of the enemy. And it's through the method of bullying, cyberbullying. Now, what is cyberbullying? Well, we all know what bullying is. But bullying is doing it through the mechanism of social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, on and on. And, and you know, an examples is people saying mean things about one another, intentional, unfounded things that are just outright mean. Why? Because we're trying to get back at people. A lot of times, those mean messages are placed on a platform of social media because someone's trying to build themselves up. And so they say mean things about someone. Another example of social media is stealing someone's password and going into and posting fake information. 
pretending to be somebody else and sending messages out there to defame someone. And then that person opens it up and they see this false information about them. And what does it do? It immediately affects their emotions. Also, another way of cyberbullying is sharing secrets. We entrust our heart to our friend, and then our friend betrays us and posts this secret. Hey, posting private photos is a big one. This is why as parents, I said this in the last podcast, we must take serious our responsibility as the authority and know what's going on and take the authority to teach our child what is right and what is wrong, what is expected, what will be tolerated, setting those boundaries. Go back and listen to that previous podcast. We must set those boundaries and not let peer pressure even affect us as the adults and not fall into that trap because we don't want our child to be left out. Let me tell you, that is a snare of the enemy. No, you want them to be brought in to the circle of the protection and the arm of a loving Savior, our shepherd. Think about that. And a parent doesn't just turn their child over to anything just because they don't want their child to be left out. No, you bring them in to your inner circle. And then other examples is just starting rumors about individuals. And then what happens is that when an individual, your child, grandchild, whoever, opens up this feed and they read this and they're fearful, they're fearful of what others are going to think, what's going to be the reaction, and fear is a grip of the enemy. It's a stronghold that the enemy will use to hold our children into a position where they then try to protect themselves at all costs. You know, these kind of things, you know, this cyberbullying, it, it causes them to be anxious. They don't know what other people might say, so they try to guard it. It lowers the self-esteem of an individual. This is why it's so important for us as the adults, as the authorities, to speak to the heart of the child, even if they're not behaving the way we want them to. You speak life into their heart. You speak promise into their heart. You speak goodwill into their heart. You speak what you know God sees about them. That is so important because through bullying, it is the trap of the enemy to bring them down, to not see the good, not to build themselves up, but to pull them down. And it's also to move them into isolation. Be on the lookout for that, the things. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. But be on the lookout. Is that child moving into where they isolate themselves first from family and then second from friends? They're isolating themselves. They're running. They're staying alone. They Look at their demeanor. Do they look hopeless? Does their face seem to hang down as if to say, I'm unworthy. I'm unaccepted. I'm lonely. You can read that. I, I will tell you, there's things about your facial muscles that say volumes. Learn to read the face of your child. And then they move into this loneliness, many times takes them into depression. So look to see what would be behind that. 
You watch for these signs. And when you recognize them, here is so important. Don't ignore them. Stop everything and pay attention and begin to pray first. God, what am I seeing? What am I seeing? Is this fear, anxiety, loneliness, depression, unworthiness? What am I seeing, God? Let God reveal to you. Be aware of these signs and then first pray what to do. And as the Holy Spirit leads you, take action on it. You know, just for instance, isolation. You begin to see where your child is isolating themselves because social media, when they start to be bullied, they start to be harmed, they start to be affected in a very negative way. Isolation is one way they respond. They start to hide. They close doors. Do they go in their room and close their door? Do they close themselves off from you? Do they not talk to you? Not talking is a form of isolation. Yeah, they may be there in your presence. Their body may be there, but they're not communicating with you. I say all the time, communication is everything. So watch for this. And then begin, as I said, pray about it, but then begin to address it. And I will tell you one critical thing is to look the child in the eyes. How many times do children look down when you're talking to them? Or they're working on their iPhone when you're talking to them? Or they're in the back seat of their car and they're looking out the window and you want to talk to them? Eye contact says so much. I'll never forget when I was practicing law. And a jury would go out, and then they would come back with their verdict. They would pass by, and I knew immediately, if they would not look me in the eyes, it was not good. The same thing with a child. If they don't want to look you in the eyes, there's something going on in their heart. And so you want to... You want to go there. You want to travel there. You want to investigate it. Don't be that parent that just ignores it and say, oh, that's just the way teenagers are. That's the way all the children act now. No, you take that as a sign that you're going to go there. You're going to look them in the eyes and you make sure that child sees you looking in the eyes. Face-to-face contact. Face-to-face contact communication is so important. And then while you're looking in their eyes, talk to that child. Say something. Say something that lifts their heart up. The Holy Spirit will give that to you. And talk to that child every day. And again, I say face to face. And not just, you know, And when you talk, don't just ask questions that are yes and no. Talk to them. Hey, share your heart. Ask them to share with you what's going on for the day. What's going on at school? What's going on with their friends? And ask open-ended questions. Ask very specific things. And if they say, oh, nothing, you come back and you continue. What you're doing is you're telling that child, I want to talk to you. And this must become a pattern because eventually they'll begin to tell you why they're isolating themselves. They'll begin to tell you why they fear 
going back to school the next day. They'll begin to tell you why their heart is lonely. They'll begin to share these things. But we, as the adult, as the authority, we have to be the instigator many, many times. And then purpose to be in the same room with your child. Purpose to be there where they are. And purpose that they're going to be there where you are. Again, remember, you're the authority. You're the one that sets the pattern. You are the one that has set the boundaries. And then you must enforce those boundaries. You know, many times it's so easy in a family that's busy to just let the children go to their room, close the door, have their iPhones, let the iPhone entertain them. But stop and think, I only have this window of opportunity. I'm going to be the one that talks to them. I'm going to be the one that looks at them. I'm going to be the one that affirms who they are. And and again, this takes time. It takes being very intentional to do this. But knowing what to do and doing it is so important. And you know what? This is going to be hard for some of us to hear. But it may take, it may require you laying down your iPhone long enough to listen to that child. You lay it down. Don't be trying to listen and talk to that child while you've got the iPhone in your hand and working it just as fast as they may be trying to work theirs. Listen. Now, what does listen mean? Listen doesn't mean I hear the words they're saying. No, listen means you hear what they're saying. You hear the words. But listen is you take them in. You take them in. You're not trying to process those while listening to something else or while you're hearing something else. You hear the words and now you listen as to process what is being said. Then you respond to the listening, not just the hearing of the words. You respond to what is spoken. That'll require some discipline on us as adults. You know, I have to catch myself, even with my own granddaughter, wanting to say things or she's saying something to me and I'm, I'm on my phone trying to return a text or, re- or return an email for work. But I'm very attentive that I only have a window of opportunity. I only have a season of time that she is talking to me. And so I'm on the alert. No, put the phone down. Look up. She's talking. Look in the face. Look her in the eyes as if to say, I'm listening. I'm not just hearing you. I'm listening to you, Joanna. My heart is set on you at this moment. See, every young child needs to know that. Because if you communicate that you're hearing their words, but you're not listening because you're trying to do something else on your phone at the same time, they realize she's not interested in my heart. What's on my heart, she's not interested in right now. So what do they do? The enemy says, just be silent. I'll go find someone that will listen. No, we want to be captivated by those moments because those are 
impressionable moments, but they are teachable moments and they are connecting moments, connecting your heart with the heart of that child deeper and deeper and deeper that no enemy can sever down the road. This is what you're establishing. And then don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you see. You keep doing what you know is right. If you see they have been attracted to some unhealthy habits and you are now being assertive and aggressive to break those habits and reestablish those habits by taking authority over it and establishes some good healthy boundaries and maybe things aren't going quite as well. Maybe they're not cooperating You've already established something that you've got to kind of break off. Listen, you keep doing what you know is right. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give in to the enemy. And don't listen to the lies of the enemy. You might as well throw in the towel. You're defeated. They've already lost. They've gone down that road. No. You keep persevering. No child is too far gone away from the heart of God. And God can use every moment going forward for you to speak truth, for you to love them, for you to communicate that you love them, that you care about, you're protecting them. You can do that. Do not believe the lies of the enemy that, oh, this is already lost. I might as well give up and just pray that God will bring them out of it. No, use every moment that you have. You be willing to put in the time. And listen, I say you be willing to put in more time than the world will try to put into them or the enemy, Satan and his demonic kingdom will try to put into them. And listen, you may have to educate yourself about what are the tricks of the enemy. How does the enemy try to lay snares for your child Don't assume that there's not an enemy out there, a demonic kingdom that wants to twist the word of God, twist the ways of God, twist the heart of your child. You be familiar with the schemes and the ways of the enemy so that you are wise in how you respond to things. And then, this is important, bring life back to God's perspective. Now, you've heard me say this before, but let me talk very specifically about it. Why? Because in raising a child and with the competition that you have with social media, the enemy, social media, would want to turn the heart of the child away from God. Use this opportunity in the midst of everyday guidance to help the child see every situation from God's perspective. I had this come up with my granddaughter just recently. You know, she's a ball player and something happened with her ball team and she very discouraged about it. And I sensed him when she was sharing with me about this. God impressed upon me to teach her a principle And to see this from God's perspective. I certainly didn't have the answers. I certainly didn't know what God was going to do to work all this out. Or where, how God was using this circumstance in her life. But I told her, I said, 
God is using this for a reason. He has allowed this for a reason. He never lets anything touch you that's not intended to make you better. So I told my granddaughter, in the midst of all these circumstances, stop and know that this is for a reason. It did happen. It is real. You are walking through this. But in the midst of it, keep your focus on what's going to be better. Focus on the better and keep looking for the better. Because in every circumstance, if we see, if we respond, and we allow God to intervene, God is using it to make us better. And so talk about that in every situation that may happen with your child, grandchild, with social media. Maybe they upset about something. They're attracted to something they don't need to be, and you have to take disciplinary action. Talk about it. There's a reason why this happened. And let them be sure they see it from God's perspective. And as you talk about it, don't just talk about it one time and say, okay, they got this. No, you continue to follow through. If it comes up again, you follow through. Because you are realized that God is working through all of this and God wants them to see that he is there in the midst of it. God is involved. You want them to see that God is involved. Not that God is somewhere out there in heaven and that he shows up on Sunday mornings. And No, you want them to see that God is right there. Through every post they make, you want them to see that God is right there with them. Through every reaction or their response to every social media feed, God is right there with them. You want them to begin to see God and God's perspective. And don't miss God in the midst of the struggle. Don't miss God in the midst of the circumstance. Help your child to see this. But again, I say this again with such intensity. You must do it over and over and over and over again. And as led by the Holy Spirit, as you pray through these things, the Holy Spirit will show you how, will show you what to focus on, how to bring it all the way back, how God can use these things to make you better. Even say, for instance, if one, a child is being bullied, being humiliated somehow on social media, take that situation and put God on it. That disarms the enemy. But when you do it, sit down with the child. Sit down with the iPhone in your hand and point out exactly what's good about it and point out exactly how you're going to walk through it going forward. And then don't lay it aside. You stay with it. You come back to the heart of that child and you keep speaking to their heart. Even if you don't see good, even if you don't see a good response, even if it doesn't look good out there, you keep speaking to the heart of that child. Why? Because you're speaking truth. 
When you speak truth to the heart of a child, you're giving them hope. What does the enemy want to do? Leave them hopeless. You keep speaking value and worth to the heart of that child. Because social media, many times, is robbing them of that. Is twisting it, distorting it, trying to really reframe it, repicture it for them of what it looks according to the world. But you keep bringing back how worthy they are, how important they are. And you know, I just have to believe that as you set your heart on doing what's right, the Holy Spirit is going to be attentive to that, going to see that your heart wants to address this, wants it to be better. You want to be involved with it day in and day out. You want to stay on top of it, as we say. And as the Holy Spirit sees your heart and sees your obedience and sees you of walking with this child as the authority, I just have to believe the Holy Spirit is going to give you opportunities where it's going to be very rewarding. Give you opportunities where you're going to see God show up and show out. And I believe the Holy Spirit is going to reward you above and beyond what you could ever put a price on. So, thinking about this, thinking about students going back to school with their iPhones, their iPads, and their book bags, Help them to use it for good. But when you see that it is a distraction, the enemy is using it for destruction, be proactive. Jump on it, but always do it preceded by prayer. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His Vessel.